Hello, I'm Monica Reinagel, and you're listening to the Nutrition Diva Podcast. Welcome. I recently heard from a longtime listener who was upset by what she felt was highly misleading nutrition information on one of her favorite products. Alice explained that she'd been eating a lot of tortillas in the form of breakfast tacos, wraps for lunch, and tortilla and peanut butter roll-ups for snacks, and she'd found a few different low-calorie tortillas that had anywhere from 30 to 50 calories according to their labels. But, she wrote, when I calculated the calories myself by multiplying the grams of carbohydrate by four, the grams of protein by four, and the grams of fat by nine, the result was almost double what the nutrition labels showed. If you're someone who only has a wrap on occasion, she wrote, it's not a big deal. But if you're someone like me who eats several wraps per day, you could be eating a lot more calories than you think you are. So how can they get away with this? Well, in fact, the nutrition counts provided on these labels were perfectly legal as well as reasonably accurate. There are a few reasons why the calorie counts on nutrition facts labels may not add up the way you think they should. And one big one has to do with a common misunderstanding about how many calories the so-called macros, carbohydrates, fats, and protein provide. It's commonly believed that one gram of carbohydrate contains four calories, one gram of protein has four calories, and one gram of fat has nine calories. But these numbers, which are called at-water equivalents, only represent the average values for these macronutrients. In fact, one gram of carbohydrate may have anywhere from zero to four and a half calories, depending on the source of the carbohydrate. And there are also variations in the number of calories per gram in fats and proteins from different sources, but the range is quite a bit smaller. So manufacturers have a number of options for calculating their calorie counts. The simplest way is just to use those at-water equivalents. And for a lot of foods, this is going to be pretty close. But for some foods, using the at-water equivalents would significantly overstate the calories. And this is especially true for foods that have been engineered to be lower in carbohydrates than they normally would, such as the low-carb tortillas that Alice was buying. The total carbohydrate count that you see on the Nutrition Facts label includes starches and sugars, as well as fiber and sugar alcohols. But because those last two categories are largely indigestible, they contribute a lot fewer calories per gram than other carbohydrates. If you see a package that lists something called net carbs in addition to the total carbohydrates, that's often a food with a lot of indigestible carbohydrates. Now, net carbs is not an officially recognized way of stating the nutrient content of foods, and that number cannot legally be included on a nutrition facts label. It's considered front-of-package labeling or marketing language. And you calculate net carbs by subtracting fiber and sugar alcohol from the total carbohydrate count. But this doesn't give you any information about calories. So in other words, multiplying net carbs by 4 calories per gram isn't going to be an accurate way to calculate the calories either. Manufacturers also have the option to use more accurate values for all of the different types of carbohydrates when they're calculating their calorie counts. For example, instead of multiplying the total carbohydrate by four, they can multiply soluble fiber by two calories and sugar alcohols by zero to three calories, depending on which one they're using, and then the rest of the carbohydrates by four. 
So the good news for Alice is that these nutrition facts labels were not as far off as she feared. But there are a couple of other reasons why those calorie counts may not add up perfectly. Manufacturers must calculate their calories using the actual amounts of proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. But on the Nutrition Facts label, they can round those values up or down to the closest whole number. So a food that lists 2 grams of protein on the label might actually contain 1.8 grams or 2.2 grams of protein. And then the total amount of calories per serving is also rounded up or down to the closest 5-calorie increment if it's a food with fewer than 50 calories per serving, and to the closest 10-calorie increment for foods with more than 50 calories per serving. And foods with fewer than 5 calories per serving can be rounded down to 0 calories. And then finally, the FDA also allows for a certain margin of error on nutrition facts. A food could contain up to 20% more calories than stated without running afoul of the regulations. But you may be reassured to know that a recent survey, which measured the actual calorie content of packaged foods, found that most of them were within 5% of the amount stated on the label. But you know, all of this brings up a bigger problem with counting calories. As you can see, the calorie counts that we see on food packages or in our diet tracking apps are not exact measurements, but it's even more difficult to pin down the exact number of calories that our bodies are burning. These formulas or apps that calculate how many calories you can afford to eat based on your age, your size, your exercise habits are providing only a very rough estimate, and they may in fact be wildly inaccurate. A better indicator of how your calorie intake is lining up with your calorie expenditure is your bathroom scale. Now, just keep in mind that day-to-day changes in your body weight don't reflect actual changes in body fat. Those short-term changes are driven mostly by transient fluctuations in fluid and waste. And this is why I recommend looking instead at your 7 or 15-day moving average instead. If that number is trending up, it's a pretty good indication that you're taking in more calories than you're using. If it's trending down, you're taking in fewer. If it's flat, then you are in homeostasis. Your energy intake is perfectly balanced with your energy output. But if that's not the desired outcome then you will need to make some adjustments. You'll find a complete transcript of today's show on our website at quickanddirtytips.com. And if you're looking for more support for healthy weight management, please check out the tools and the resources at wayless.life, where our goal is to help people create the habits, the mindset, and the lifestyle that help them weigh less without dieting. That's at wayless.life. Nutrition Diva is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Nathan Sems with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our assistant manager is Emily Miller. Our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. Our podcast and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. And our intern is Brendan Pika. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week. <laughs>